Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to those who are listening to New Life Horizon Church. Welcome to those who are in the auditorium, to those who are listening to us online, to those who are on the way. We want to welcome you. We want to pray for journeying mercies. Welcome. This is indeed the day that the Lord has made and we want to rejoice in it and, and be grateful for his goodness. It's 2020, welcome to a new decade. Welcome everyone. Um, this morning, I want to just give thanks to the Lord because he is good. Not because of any cliche, but genuinely because God is good. God is merciful and, and gracious. The mere fact that we're standing here this morning, it is a evidence of our grace, of his grace. It is evidence that he is gracious when we look outside on the beauty of the heavens and it declares Jesus' righteousness. When you're able to walk about and move about without pain. When you're able to wake up, not of yourself, but because the Holy Spirit wake you up. When we're able to recognize that we ourselves are nothing without God. It is a good place to be. This morning, I want to read from a psalm. Psalm 27, and it states, it is written in the word of God. Lord, thank you for the word. Thank you for the word. Thank you that you left us the Bible. That is our, our blueprint to life itself. The Lord is our light and our salvation. Whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me, to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foe, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desire of the Lord that I will seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of our Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret place of his tabernacle shall he hide me he shall set me on a rock and my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me therefore I will offer sacrifice of joy in his tabernacle I will sing yes I will sing praises to the Lord Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. Yes, answer me, Lord. 
Answer me, Lord. Lord, we want to thank you this morning for the word of God. We want to thank you, Lord God, that in our time of trouble, Lord, you are there. In our time of praise, you are there. Lord, you're always with us, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the opportunity to come one more week, to reach one more soul, Father God, for your glory. Not for any age, but for your glory. One more life to be changed, Lord Jesus. One more person to say, yes, Lord, here I am. Here I am. For the rest of my life, I want to serve you. Lord God, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you, Lord, for guiding us. Thank you, Lord, for, for even now, Holy Spirit, to usher us into your presence, to worship you in spirit and in truth. Father God, thank you. We are in grateful. We are indeed grateful for this opportunity, Lord. It is a good thing to be able to come into the presence of the Lord and to worship you, Lord. We bow down this morning. We give it all to you, Lord God. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and have your own way. Be glorified in this place this morning, Lord. Be glorified. Be lifted up. Be magnified. Because you are God and there is no other God. You're the only true and living God, the truly exalted one. Elohim El Shaddai, Jehovah Makadishi, El Gabor, you are everything, the I am that I am. God, we are grateful. This is a new decade, Lord. Lead us, guide us. We listen. We are willing to go, Lord, where you send us. We are willing to yield, Lord, when you say stop. Father God, have your own way in this time, Lord, and be glorified in Jesus' name. You are indeed the Lord, the light of my salvation. We can go into 2020 fearing nothing, knowing that you are with us. The atmosphere of the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? Real simple song. I want to teach it to you tonight. The Lord is my salvation whom shall I fear whom shall I be afraid the Lord is my light and salvation whom shall I fear whom shall I be afraid I will wait on you I will Trust in you. Yes, Lord, say, I will trust in you. Y'all help me. The Lord is my light. Everybody sing, The Lord is my light and 
always been a fire, the refiner. Altars where you meet us. Take me there, take me there. What you need is just an offering. It's right here, my life is here, and I'll be a living sacrifice for you. You're a fire, the refiner. I want to be.
I'm desperate 
Thank you, Lord, for the offering this morning. Thank you, Father, for the seed that you have given your people. As we were told a couple of weeks ago, Lord, that you are the one who provides the seed. And so, Lord, I thank you that you are the seed provider. I thank you, Father, God, that you are the one who made a way so that we can offer back to you, Lord, an offering for some it may be sacrificial but Lord it's an offering by, and, and in, in giving it back to you Lord we're saying to you Lord thank you thank you for your provision Lord I just thank you Lord that every cent God that comes in to NLH will be used, Lord, as you give the instructions. Every dollar, God, will be used, God, to advance the kingdom of God in different ways and shape, depending on your instructions. And so we thank you this morning, Father. Thank you again for the seed. I pray a blessing over the seed. And I give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy New Year. I can't believe it. We're on the, what, the fifth day of the year already. The, the year is now getting old. It's no longer new. 
the days are just going. The days are just like, uh, they're just going. But this morning, I just want to thank the Lord for allowing us to see a new day, a new year. 2020, growing up, you would never expect. I remember sharing with, uh, with, with someone I was speaking to this week that when, when we were transitioning to 2000, it felt like the world was going to come to an end. How could I live? What were the expectations? You just could not see beyond 19. The 1900s. And then here God ushered us into 2000. And now we're at 2020. 20 years, the last year of the decade. Of this particular decade. And we're just thankful for God. For what he's doing and what he will do. This morning the message comes from Acts 10. We are continuing Acts. We had started Acts. We had paused because we were, doing, we were looking at the Advent season. But we are back into Acts and we are at Acts 10. And in Acts 10 we see where God was preparing, as chosen rather, and was preparing and had prepared the people he wanted to use. And in this case, he had chosen um, Cornelius and he had chosen Peter. Acts 1 8 tells us that Jesus, before he, 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 he was descended, or he ascended, I'm sorry, into heaven, he said to his disciples, But you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In Acts 8, we saw where the gospel came to Jerusalem, it went to Samaria. And it went to Judea. And it says in Acts 8 verse 1, it says, On that day a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. So we saw where the gospel had gone. So God's, Jesus' instruction that take the news, take the gospel to these places, to, some, to Jerusalem, which is your home. Then take it to Judea, to Samaria, and then to the uttermost parts of the earth, which was going to the Gentiles. And so in Acts 8, we saw where persecution came, and so the news, the gospel went out, left Jerusalem, and it went to Judea, Samaria, but the uttermost part of the earth was not touched. Only in that situation where we saw Philip ministering to the eunuch. But here we come in, in Acts 10, and we are seeing Cornelius, a centurion, who was known as the Italian, who was known as the Italian regiment. He was a centurion over the Italian regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. And to be considered devout and, and God-fearing by the Jews, it meant that he would have carried out some of their practices. It meant that he would have recognized and recognized the God of Israel as the true, the one and only true God. It meant that he feared God. It meant that he would have given to the to to to, to the to the to the different um situations or given to the to the poor. Because in verse in, in, in the latter part of verse two, 
we saw that he gave generously to those in need and he prayed to God regularly. So here we see a man who is a Gentile who did not know about Jesus, but he heard about the God of Israel. And he went and he, and he although he wasn't a, 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 a what we call a proselyte, meaning a Gentile who is converted to Judaism, we saw that he carried out certain practices of Judaism. But we also saw that, that, that God was preparing Cornelius to be the Gentile, to be the, the first Gentile to receive the Holy Spirit. He was preparing Cornelius to be the one through which the bridge would have been made. A bridge would have been built so that the Gentiles, you and I who are now here as believers, would have received the gospel. And so we saw that Cornelius prayed, and in verse 3 says, one day at about 3 in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? He asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon who is called Peter. He's staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. So we see Cornelius practicing the Jewish practices. And, and at three in the afternoon, which, which is considered the, 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 the prayer of the incense or the prayer at the, the ninth hour prayer, Cornelius was praying when he had a vision. So you notice he was not asleep, so it wasn't a dream. He had a vision and he saw an angel. But what struck me is that Cornelius, when he heard the angel, when he heard the voice of the angel, he recognized that it was the Lord. He never wondered, he, he, he never said, okay, it, I'm... I'm why, but why would he think of the Lord? Because as a Gentile, he would have been, he would have grown up worshiping Jupiter, Mars, and Venus, and all those gods of the Roman, of the Roman gods. But because he was so closely associated, and because he was chosen, his heart was changed for the for, for the God of Israel. And so Cornelius identified the Lord instantly as the angel spoke, and he says. What is it, Lord? The angel answered him and he said, Your prayers and your gifts to the poor have come up to me as a memorial offering. A memorial offering is, 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 is the holy part of a grain offering that is offered to the Lord. The memorial offering comes with fragrance because as it burns and the, in, and the incense is added to it, it comes up to the, to the nostril of God as a memorial offering. And Leviticus 2 verse 2 and verse 9 tells us that the memorial offering comes up before the Lord and, and it enters his nostril. Revelation 8, 3 to 4 tells us also that the angels come with the incense and as it burns, 
It, it's, a, it's a sweet smelling savor to the Lord. And Revelation 5 tells you how the angels hold, the, the, the living creatures hold the golden bowl. And they're saying that the golden bowl is the, is the incense, and the incense is the prayer of the saints coming up to God. So Cornelius' prayer and his gifts to the poor came up to God as a memorial offering. A memorial offering is, a, is, a, is an offering of remembrance because it says to God, God, you have to remember the offerer. You have to remember and bless the one who offers, the one who offers to you. Cornelius' offering came up. And God could not ignore it. God could not refuse it. God could not forget the man who is praying. God could not forget the man who did not grow up in a godly household. Yet, he chose to seek him. And so we see that God goes after the heart that seeks him. He goes after a seeking heart. And it's not, it's not by coincidence that Cornelius was the one chosen to be that bridge, to be that one, to be that, that Gentile who would first hear the gospel, hear the salvation, hear the saving message of Jesus and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Cornelius wanted more. And you may have wondered, what could Cornelius be praying about? What could Cornelius be saying to the Lord for the Lord to, 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 to say, come to him in such a way? He says, I have heard your prayer. And when I thought about it, I said, Cornelius must be praying, Lord, I want more of you. God, reveal yourself to me. It must have been a cry of intimacy. Cornelius wanted to know more about God and he did not understand about Jesus, but he wanted all of what God had in store. He said, God. And we recognize that when we cry out to God, when we go to him in prayer regularly, that he, he, he hears. The, the kind deeds that we do for the poor, he sees. And so he hears what we pray, and he sees what we do, and he comes in response. Cornelius' prayer was a memorial to God. It was an offering to God. It was, a, it, it was something that pleased God and he, and he came. He said, I am here. I am responding to you. I am coming to you in a vision. Just at the moment when you are praying, I am coming. And we have always been told that, there, that prayer is a two-way communication. Where the, where the one who is praying, pray, and then listens to hear what God is saying. And we see this demonstrated here. That the moment that Cornelius begins to pray, God sends an answer. And he says to him, Now send men to Joppa. And Joppa is in Tel Aviv. It's a suburban part called Jaffa in, 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 in Tel Aviv. And he says to bring back a man named Simon who is called Peter. As a man of author, in authority, Cornelius knew that he needed to, be, to, to obey and we see the centurions in the Bible, the centurion that went with Jesus, he said, just speak the word. You don't have to come with me. Just speak the word. 
And so we see the nature of these men. That they, because they are men of authority, because they, 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 they are men who take instructions and give instructions, they know that once I get an instruction or a command, I need to act on it. Because acting on it shows that I want, I give, I believe into the, in the person that I'm receiving, receiving the instructions from. And two, I have faith in what I'm being told to do. And so Cornelius sent his attendant and his servant to go and to fetch Peter. But at the same moment, we recognize that when God was choosing the receiver and choosing the one with, with a seeking heart, he was also choosing the messenger. And so we recognize that God prepares the recipient and he prepares the emissary. He prepares the one who is to receive the news or the blessing and he prepares the one who's going to be the bearer or the, the one who brings the message from him. And in verse 9, we see Peter was on the, the, the roof praying. And it says, at about noon the following day, as the, the messengers from Cornelius were going, Peter went up on the roof to pray. That again is not coincidence. And so God was now preparing Peter for what he was calling him to do. Peter fell, became hungry, the scripture said. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven open and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. But what Peter saw on the sheet were reptiles, things that were considered ceremonially unclean in, the Jewish, in, in, in Judaism. They were unclean to, to, to his customs and his practices. And he said, and, and the Lord said to him, get up Peter, kill and eat. Peter recognized also like Cornelius that it was the voice of God. But Peter said, no Lord. No Lord. My traditions, my customs, my desire, my, my practices, my understanding, my personal conviction says, no Lord. I cannot do that which you are asking me to do. And many times like Peter, God calls us to do things or instructs us to do things. And we put limitations and we say, God, no, Lord. That cannot be done. No, Lord. You cannot do that. No, Lord. No, Lord. And, you, and we give the Lord instruction. We instruct him based off our own desires, our own traditions and culture and customs. But notice the difference with Cornelius. Cornelius recognized his voice. And Cornelius said, what is it, Lord? When he saw the angel, he said, what is it, Lord? He was ready. He, it was a different mindset. Cornelius was ready. And we saw the same, same thing in Peter before. We saw Peter's nature coming out before when he, when he interacted with Jesus and Jesus told him, Peter, feed my sheep. Peter, feed my lamb. Peter, feed my sheep. We saw in, in, in Acts 10 that the, 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 sheet was, the sheet came down to him three different times. And each time God was saying to him, Peter, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. And the background of this is the Jews scorned the Gentiles because they would eat meat with blood in it. 
They would drink the milk while they are eating the meat. They would not wash their hands when they are dealing with the two things. And, 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 and the Gentiles scorned the Jews. The Jews thought that the Gentiles were impure and unclean. And the Gentiles thought that the practices of the Jews was foreign. And they did not want to associate with each other. But God was now creating a bridge. He was using Peter and he was using Cornelius to be that bridge through which the gospel would have been advanced. And so while Peter was saying, no, Lord, God understood that it had to be done because the fulfillment of his prophecy, where the news going to the uttermost place, was about to be fulfilled. So while Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision in verse 17, the men came to, from Cornelius came to him. And they went. And they spoke to Peter and they told him that, Peter, we were sent by Cornelius because he had a vision. But the Holy Spirit said to Peter in verse 19, while Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. So get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. What Peter did not realize is that though God gave them in Leviticus the laws, the laws that they should not eat this or they should not, they, that is clean and that is unclean, what Peter did not understand is that by Jesus coming coming, dying, and being resurrected, the law was now fulfilled. And therefore, what would have been unclean before was now made clean because Jesus died and he paid the debt and he severed he, he, every barrier, every, everything that caused separation. Jesus came to unite. Jesus came to make everything that was unclean and impure, pure and clean. But Peter did not know. And so he kept seeing the unclean foods. He kept seeing, now, now that the men are here, he kept seeing these unclean men. But God was saying to him, Peter, it's a new time, it's a new dispensation, it's a new season, it's a new year, it's a newness because I am fulfilling that which I prophesied. In verse 22, the men replied, We have come from Cornelius the centurion. He's a righteous and a God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to have you come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests. And so we see the next day Peter started out his journey with the men's and men and they, they, went, they went to Caesarea where Cornelius was. But what I recognize with Cornelius, Cornelius was not only interested in hearing the gospel for himself. He was interested that his relatives and his close friends heard the news, heard whatever it is that God wanted him to hear. Because up to that point, Cornelius did not know what God wanted him to know. He did not have a clue what it is Peter was going to share with him. And as Peter entered the house, 
Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him stand up and says, no, I am only a man. Taking with him, talking with him, sorry, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. So Cornelius knew, it took them about four days, because about 30 miles on foot from Caesarea to Joppa and 30 miles back. So it's about four days. Because remember, he, when Cornelius got the word, it was the next day at noon that the men were on the journey. And when they got to Pete, and when they got to Pete and to come back, no Uber. Talking with Peter, they went inside and they found a large gathering of people. He said to them, you are well aware that it's against our law. This is Peter talking now. For a Jew to associate with a Gentile or to visit him. But God has shown me that I should not call any man impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising my objection. May I ask why you sent for me? So even Peter did not know why he was going. Cornelius did not know why Peter was to come. And Peter did not know why he was supposed to go. But God knew. God knew that Acts 1 8 must be fulfilled. The uttermost part of the earth must know that Jesus came. Cornelius answered, Four days ago, you see? Four days it took them for that journey. Four days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour, at three in the afternoon, when suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. And when I read that, I thought, God, what prayers of mine have you heard? What kind deeds of mine have you seen? Is my prayers only about re requesting my own desires and my needs? Or is my prayer wanting more of you or is it about complaining and grumbling about what is happening to me what does my prayer consist of lord is my prayer bringing a sweet smelling savor to you or is it repellent is it pushing you away is it causing you to to wonder is this girl growing and so we recognize when 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 Cornelia said god has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. God came to him because his heart was ready. His heart was ready to receive the blessing. His heart was ready for that which God had in store for him. Cornelius had a seeking heart. A heart that sought after God. A heart that was willing to serve. To serve others and to do. And to be that witness. And God could have trusted Cornelius with the blessing. There were other Jews, there were other God-fearing men in, 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 in Caesarea. There were other God-fearing men in Rome. There were other God-fearing men in the world. But God chose Cornelius because his heart was ready for the blessing. He had a willing heart. He had a seeking heart. Are you ready for that blessing? Are you ready? Are you at that place where God can come and say to you that your prayer and your kind deeds have come up to me? The living creatures in heaven hold the ins, the bowl, 
the golden bowl and in it is your prayer which is an incense coming up to me as a sweet smelling savor. Can God say that of us this morning? And so Cornelius begin to explain to Peter in verse 32 to 33 the interaction that he had with the, with, with the angel. Then Peter in verse 34 began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. God is not partial with his blessing. And I heard my husband mention this morning T.D. Jakes. And he remembered that T.D. Jakes started also from nothing. Do you think it's only T.D. Jakes God wants to bless? No. He wants to bless every one of us who fear him. He wants to bless every one of us who, who do, every one of us, sorry, who does what is right in his eyes. He wants, God does not show favoritism. But are we ready to be blessed? And then we see Peter starting to share the good news. about Jesus with Cornelius. He speaks about Jesus with the Lord of all. He speaks about Jesus dying, coming as the anointed, anointed as God had anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. And Peter speaks because Peter didn't go alone. Peter took some other Jews with him. Let us all go and be unclean together. Peter says, we are witnesses of everything Jesus did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. Peter was a witness of what God did in Jerusalem. He knew what he was doing in Judea. He knew what God was doing in Samaria. And now he was in Caesarea, in the Roman country, the uttermost parts of the earth the ends of the earth and Peter was now a witness to what God was doing for the Gentiles. He spoke about how Jesus was hanged on a tree and how God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He spoke about how God commanded them to preach to the people and to testify that he, Jesus, is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. And that the prophets testified before that everyone who believed in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. And as Peter spoke, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. And verse 45 tells us that the circumcised, which are the, believe, the, the Jewish believers, who had come with Peter, they were astonished. There are times God wants to do things for us 
that would cause those who are looking on, those who would have boxed him, those who would have said, God, this is how you do it. This is what it is supposed to be done because tradition says, my culture says, my practice says, my personal norm says. This is how it is done. So God, this is how it is done. And God will astonish and cause amazement to those who are looking on. But like Cornelius, we need to have that seeking heart. A heart that seeks God. A heart that is willing to run after God. And what I recognize that John 6, 44 says, if you, if you seek me, that no one can come to the Father unless the Father draws him. No one can come to me, Jesus says, un unless the Father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up. But we also see in Ephesians 1. Let me find it so I can read it. Ephesians 1. That is Jesus, it is God who chose us. Verse 4 says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. And so I realize that for all of us that God is preparing to use, he chose or he chooses in advance. Jeremiah, he chose him. I said, he said in Jeremiah 1, he said, verse 4, for I have chosen you to be a, a prophet to the nations. And God has chosen you and he has chosen me and, he, and there's a purpose for which we must fulfill. But like Cornelius, we need to have that seeking heart and that willing heart that when the Lord speak we are ready to obey and if you may be like a Peter who are steeped in traditions and steeped in your own thoughts and in your cultural way of doing things or in your family way of doing things you have to get to that mindset where you can say to the Lord Lord here I am my mind is wrapped up and tied up. I am limited in my thought life because everything that I, I pray about is about me. Every time I come to you, Father, it's about me and the thing that concerns me. But here I am, God. Like Cornelius, my prayers are being offered to you because I'm, I desire more of you. I desire intimacy with you. May my prayers and the kind deeds that I do become a sweet smelling savor and so we realize that from the moment that you're here the moment that you have given your life to the Lord God chose you and if this morning you have not yet surrendered your heart to the Lord the moment the fact that you're hearing me speak he's saying to you I am calling you because I have chosen you I am calling you because I have chosen you and I have prepared you to be a recipient of my blessing. And I have called you to be an emissary of my blessing. And depending on the stage where you're at, where you're, say, where you're at that stage where God is saying, I have chosen you to be blessed. 
is calling you this morning. He's calling you and he has made preparation for you to hear the good news. And he, he's speaking through me this morning and he's saying to you, my daughter, my son, do not harden your heart. Jesus is the only Lord. Jesus Christ died for your sins so that you can have forgiveness today. And it's in his name, once you believe in him, that forgiveness is offered to you. You are reconciled with the Father. And you now have access to go to God the Father. This morning I can say to you that Jesus died on a cross. He was anointed by God. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and power. And he has the ability still to heal. He has the ability still to do good and to, to, to remove you from the bondages that have kept you captive all your life. And if you're a believer, God is saying to you, I have called you to be the bridge builder. There are many who do not know me. I have called you, I have chosen you, and I have prepared you to be the messenger to bring the news to those who don't know me. So this morning, we want to say, Lord, here we are. Like Cornelius, Lord, we want to say, yes, Lord. We want to be ready. We want to be, we immediately Cornelius obeyed. He never questioned what God was saying. He didn't say, why should I send for Peter? Why should I not go to Peter instead? What if Peter didn't want to come? There was no question from Cornelius. He obeyed immediately. And maybe like Peter, you're saying, God, those people you're sending me to, they are hard-hearted. They are not nice people. They, they, they criticize, they backbite, they do all of the things that, and I do not want to be associated with them. I don't even want to be around them, much less to share the good news of Jesus with them. And he's saying to you this morning, I have called you to be the messenger. I have prepared the word in your mouth. Because Peter did not know what he was supposed to say or what he was going to say to Cornelius. But when he got there and he heard, instantly, Peter began to speak about Jesus and to share the good news about Jesus. And this morning, God is saying to you, whether I have called you to be a recipient or a bearer, a messenger, an emissary, I have prepared you. I have chosen you. But for you to be effective, you need to have a willing, seeking heart. A heart that runs after God. A heart that is more concerned with carrying out God's will than having your needs met. 
a heart that understands that the only way God's kingdom can be advanced is when the people of God become more concerned with the kingdom of God than with themselves. The only way the kingdom of God can advance is when the people of God become more concerned with the kingdom of God than with themselves. And so God is calling us to go beyond our traditions this morning. Go beyond our own customs and cultural norms. go beyond our own desires and, and the protecting of ourselves. And this year, be that bridge builder that causes others to come and to know that the gospel of salvation, the news, the good news is available to those who hear and believe. And so, Father, I stand before you this morning. We sing about the elders casting down their crowns. And I remember a lady asked me, she said, though you may not fully be aware, she said, will your crown have any stars? Because the stars are the people that we lead to Christ. She said to me, do you think your star, your crown will have any stars? And if it does have stars, do you, can you, can you think? Because we were talking about Rainer Bunky and how I surrendered my life by just watching him on the television and he, and he would not even know that my star was added to his crown. And we were talking about how God is calling us to be used and when we stand before him, when we cast our crowns, Will they be starless crowns? Because we never shared the good news. We never led anyone to Christ. Will it be crowned with two stars? Because we led persons to the Lord five years, ten years ago. Or will it be crowned that is filled with stars because we are continually and continuously sharing the good news of God with others? And Lord, as I stand before you this morning, I am reflecting on my crowns. Will it be an empty crown? Will it be a crown just because I ran the race and I finished? I kept the faith and I finished. But will there be anything, any, any, any trinkets, anything to show that God, I did more than what was expected of me? I allowed you, Lord, to use me more than what was expected of me. I no longer did things because it was my duty or what was required of me. But I did it, God. I shared. I interacted. I, I sought your people. I sought those you chose, God, to, to share the good news because I knew that your kingdom must be advanced. And the ends of the earth must know that you are Lord. And that there is forgiveness offered to them. So that's the question this morning. Will there be 
Any stars in my crown? Lord, give me a willing heart. Give me a seeking heart, Lord, that not every time I pray, it's about me. It's not about my family. It's not about my friends. But, Lord, that I seek intimacy and seek to do your will. Lord, Lord, let there be intimacy, Lord. Last week we talked about that intimacy, that secret place where we go to dwell. So, Lord, give me that place. Give me that desire to be in that place with you, God. To dwell in that place with you. So that you can use me. Lord, I recognize as the song is playing in the background that I must give myself to you daily. I must give myself to you daily, Lord, so that you can use me. I must give you my heart, my heart that, Lord, sometimes a hard and stony heart, a complaining heart, a heart, Father God, that sees persons in a particular way, God, and do not want to be associated with them. A heart, God, that is always contentious. A heart, God, that finds fault and see everything that everybody else is not doing but fail to recognize that which you have called me to. A heart that sees the, 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 the beam in others and fail to recognize that there is a plank and a beam and, and the largest of things in my life that need to be removed. Lord, may this year be a year, God, where I'm more focused on advancing your kingdom and focused on being intimate with you than anything else. Whatever intimacy and advancing your kingdom look like, may that be the reality of our lives in NLH and in my personal life, God. May those who hear us speak, may those who we interact with, Know you, God, because of our lives, because we chose to represent you in a way that, God, that you would be pleased. That you, God, would have that aroma coming up to your nostrils. And that you'd remember. And so, Father, I thank you this morning. I bless your name this morning, God. I pray, God, that not only will you be heard and told and, and known as a God-fearing men and women, but you'll be known as men and women who seek after the Lord. You say, if we seek you with all our hearts, God, we will find you. You said, knock, and the door will be open. Seek and you will find. So God, this morning we ask you for a seeking heart. A heart that runs after you. A heart that is never satisfied with where we are. A heart that is not so, so, so caught up with, with us. But a heart that wants to know you more, God.
Lord, our lives are in your hand this morning. Lord, we want to have that heart, God, that when you speak, we obey. When you say to us, speak to that individual. Share with them that news. Tell them that we obey. Father, we give you thanks. We bless your name this morning, God, that, Lord, you would see fit to speak to us this morning, that you have chosen us and you, are, you have prepared us. Lord, you could have done it without us, because, God, I know salvation could be done another way. You could have just, by the Holy Spirit, go and minister to your people. But you chose us, you showed us through Peter, God, that you don't want to do it that way. Because if the angels appeared to Cornelius, the angels could have told Cornelius the good news. The angels could have shared salvation with Cornelius. But you chose to use a man. You chose to bring your gospel through a man. And you chose to, to share it through us. God, you could have turned up in the rooms and the, and the bathrooms and the cars of many who have not heard you. But you chose us. And Lord, we have not responded. We have not obeyed. We have not seen your people. We have not been compassionate. We have not, Father God, loved the way you love. We have not seen your people the way you see them. And even though we think that we are loving and compassionate, we aren't God. Because until we see the, un, the, the people the way you see them, God, we have yet to understand what it means to love and to be caring and to be kind and to be good and to be compassionate. And so, Lord, this morning, as we say to you, Lord, we give ourselves away, God. May we recognize, Lord, that it's a privilege to be used by you. It's a privilege to be chosen and to be prepared by you to share the good news. May we not be kept silent any longer. May we share with our neighbors. May we share with our co-workers. May we share, Father God, in, 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 in the supermarkets, in the place that we go and conduct business. May we share the good news that Jesus, who is anointed by God, is here to bring forgiveness to those who hear and believe. And so we thank you, Father. And we bless your name in Jesus' name. So as you go this week, remember, know you are chosen to be a recipient of God's blessing and you are chosen to be a bearer, a messenger of his good news. Have a blessed week until we meet again next week. Have a great day.
altars where you meet us. Take me there, take me there. What you need is just an offering. It's right here, my life is here, and I'll be a living sacrifice for you. You're a fire, you're a fire.
Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for spending time and being a part of our family. I pray that you will be blessed and you were blessed. If you wish to call us with your testimonies or for prior, please call us at 469-333-0397. You may also email us at newhorizonmin at gmail.com. Thank you for being with us again and have a blessed week.